The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Remember this hit, Dave? What's that? Can you... Just don't forget me when I'm gone. Like Glass Tiger. Goes into a little strutting beat. I don't know if I remember this. Nobody does. What they year was this? Mm, that's a good question. I remember... I remember my boss at 31 Flavors, where I worked for three days. He was also like a second cousin, so he couldn't straight out fire me, so I just never showed up on the schedule again. But him awkwardly singing this while training me. Hmm. So you got that old, uh, your family's got that ice cream money. It was a, it was a, it was a, a, a son of a, my mom's cousin or something. Uh-huh. Huh. You know, at, I, I just I, recently I, noticed that on the BR logo, the, the three one is in between the B and the R. Or as part of the B and the R. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just 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 like a month ago, I just noticed that. It's like, oh! <clears throat> like the, the... Invest in Baskin Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> they steal ice cream from the wealthy, and before it melts, they get it to the underground. Did you have... Was part of your training having to memorize all 31 flavors? I didn't make it that far. No? Oh, I see. The, yeah, it's the blue and pink, and it yeah. picks 30... All right. Uh-huh. Um, no, I did not... I, I think I just... I didn't know how to stop... Uh, Making a soft serve cone, like I would just swirl it onto a cone in perpetuity. And I'm like, I I don't know how it, this doesn't end. It ends when you when you stop the clamp, right? But I would just give people like the biggest and just lean yeah. and tower a pizza. Like I just put it on a paper plate for you. Here's a fork. Here you go. Here's here's three and a half pounds like a shitty of chocolate ice cream. <laughs> for 89 cents or whatever the cost was at the time. Man, uh, $6 now for a milkshake at Baskin Robbins. Fucking what? Yeah, $6 milkshake. Do you remember? And that's commonplace now. Do you remember, obviously? I guess it is. There's effort in there, you know? I'm yeah, pissed. no, it's a solid milkshake. But I always think about whenever I get a milkshake now and it's over $5, mm-hmm. I think about the Pulp Fiction scene where John oh, yeah. like, it's a $5 milkshake. They don't, yeah, they don't put 90, bourbon or anything in Yeah, yeah. It's just milk and ice cream. She's yeah. like, "Yeah." It's like, "Wow, well, I got I got to taste what a five dollar milkshake." Inflation. Like, yeah. You got to got to readjust pulp fiction for inflation. That's true. Yeah, I guess that was twenty five years ago. That was a quarter century ago. Yeah. <laughs> I man, the milkshakes through. There was I, I was just an idiot. I think I was like fourteen and mm-hmm. there was, or fifth, like fourteen, fifteen. I couldn't drive yet. Mm-hmm. But just all the stuff like, well, malt's got powder in it, and mm-hmm. this and that. I'm like, I don't. I, uh, one of my first jobs, I was 16, I worked at TCBY. You remember TCBY? The country's best yogurt. That shit was good. That shit blew up. That was I remember good. when that came out, and it was like, it was like they cured AIDS. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember like, it's yogurt. Even the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Oh, fat's yogurt. It's practically good for you. Yeah. Give me two fistful of gummy bears. Yeah. Yeah. On top of this, because it's good for me. White chocolate mousse, that was the one I liked. But yeah, I did that for about six months, and I, I, I quit on the spot. Uh, I got mad because my coworker was a possibly, 
mentally challenged young lady. Yeah. Possibly wouldn't. Never could quite put my finger on it. How old? I was 16. She's about 17, 18. And uh, we're supposed to do closing work. And we had like a whole bunch of closing work, you know, after the, after the store was Everything's sticky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wipe down the whole business. And whole she's in the bathroom fucking some dude while I'm doing all the closing work. I don't think that makes her retarded. No, I, I think she... <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say retarded. I said it. I think it makes her advantageous. No, I don't. And not, that's not why she was mentally challenged. She was mentally challenged prior to that. But uh, she, this was like about once a week. She'd uh, she her boyfriend or somebody would come in and they'd go bang in the bathroom while I'm mopping up white chocolate mousse shit everywhere. And eventually, like the third time, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm done." Yeah. Mom, how? I was I could see, but I got knocked up in the shitter at a TCBY's. <laughs> well, I was supposed to be cleaning the uh, yogurt machine. That was a pain in the ass. The business had like six machines. I think we had, yeah, about six of them. And you'd have to pour hot water down in there and then take another bucket and let it filter through. And, that, like, oh, you know, like the list ordeal. of things like you never want to know about, but p- people tell you, feel like the, 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 the hand pump ketchups at fast food places are like, Never clean pro- appropriately because right. like it, it, it involves something like that a long <laughs> process of putting out and breathing. Like, eh, just wipe down the, the nozzle. Yeah, what at TCBY just was there and then disappeared. Yeah, yeah, they just disappeared. It's solid stuff. And then Pinkberry came out and everybody like forgot what TCBY was. And like Pinkberry, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I like it. I like the stuff. They're proud of their product because I put a bunch of crap all over. It's expensive. Well, that guy we were talking about, that guy, the head of Pinkberry, oh, killed yeah. somebody. Yeah, or beat up, <clears throat> beat up a dude. Um, so what's going on, buddy? You got the tank top on. You know what that tells me? What does that tell you? Probably shredding earlier today. I was good yeah. mood. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I lurk on the Reddit. I, People said, express some concern. I can always tell when you're shredding. I was at, well, so I told you. I said we'll record later because I got to go to a bike ride. Yeah, but even if you didn't tell me that, I would have figured it out. But uh, I'm not going to quit. Conf- I just need to take breaks. Everybody yeah. needs to take breaks. Of course. Even from the thing they love so they can continue to love it. Absolutely. Uh, so I know. But la- I guess last week's episode was kind of grim. Yeah. I didn't feel good. You were in a bad mood. I was just, yeah, I was back. I told you, was, I told you like the whole thing about I ate some beans. Did I tell you that? Like you talk about that? You dabbled in it. I don't. You might have told me that off the air. I told Katie about that. She got a big laugh out of that about you just begrudgingly yeah, eating a can a, of beans. I got I got in a fight with Rachel, and she did all his grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And then because I was like, we got in fight because you're uh, stubborn. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm not going to eat any of your groceries. Watch this, and I just had some beans. Did you eat them straight out of the can like a hobo? No, no, I heated them up. Oh, okay. And I added hot sauce. There was too much hot sauce, so I added barbecue sauce. So I yeah. turned Mexican beans. Not, I don't, not, they're not like not refried beans, but it was like pinto beans mm-hmm. with some jalapenos in them. Okay. I don't know what you'd call those. Pinto beans. With like a little jalapeno stuff. Charo beans. Is that what it is? I think so. I'm not trying to be derogatory by calling mm-hmm. them Mexican beans, but it no. seems like a Mexican yeah. bean side dish that's not refried. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I added barbecue sauce. They so turned into like a sort of a baked bean. Mm-hmm. That's my recipe for the week. I had hot sauce, and it was too much, so I added barbecue sauce to sweeten up. I just finished them before you got here. I ate them, I ate them on the, on the, out on the porch there. Well, I'm sorry I missed that. I ate them on the balcony looking at the new baby hummingbirds we got in the nest. It's just a big day over here. I'm just, I ate, well, complete 180 from last week. I got some bike rides. I got some mm-hmm. physical movement in. I know that's uh, not how you cure depression. I see the memes. <laughs> 
That is how you cure depression, isn't it? I think that's... Well, no, that's what people get... No, because it's chemical. Well, I know, but but it helps to get out. It'll cure the blues. Yeah, it helps to get outside. Clinical depression is a chemical imbalance. True. But if you just got the bummers, Mm -hmm. get out and do a little exercise. I got bike riding yesterday, bike riding today. Mm Mm-hmm. Bikes finally working. Yeah, shredded. Yeah, felt good. But felt like good. Felt good. Where'd I don't you even go? like. I got. I go behind a jet propulsion labs. Okay, which I saw last week that they just developed a tiny drone like helicopter for Mars at those very labs. And I, that sounded like Sorry. that, that might have popped your ears <clears throat> back. No, unfortunately not. But I saw when I was driving my remote control cars over there after one of my bike rides. I saw them testing. That thing they were going to fly on Mars. And now they're going to fly it on Mars. Really? Because they normally, I was talking to the guys, because they're like, what frequency is your RC cars? Because it's a, apparently it's also on the same frequency. So if you have an RC car remote, you can also possibly control the Mars drone that NASA developed. That's the beginning of a great uh, popcorn sci-fi movie of you out there playing with your RC cars and some scientists come over. Well, that's like explore. you remember explorers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always loved like the found science explorers. Mm-hmm. My science project. I don't remember that one. It had Dennis Hopper in it. This kid needed a science project, so he broke in, broke into like a <coughs> government junkyard or something, uh-huh. and stole just this glowing orb that looked like the <laughs> Spencer's gifts, uh-huh. static globes that you. Yeah, could get. yeah, yeah. But it turned the. Instead of a time machine, it turned the high school into this kind of vortex of different eras in time. Like the gymnasium was the Paleolithic era. But then another wing of the school was like Vietnam. And then another wing was the future. That's weird. And Dennis Hopper was in there playing like a science teacher, but was so happy that he could go back to the 60s. So he was just like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Can't find Hopper. it anywhere. My science project. Huh. Enjoyed it very much. No, I need, I need to find that one. I was a big fan of Flight of the Navigator. Remember that one? I did not see. I remember that one. Dude, that was good. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. That just sounds like the pilot and the co-pilot died. <laughs> I just gotta get him in there. Yeah, that was a good. Wash one. is on the spin now. It'll be done soon, okay. everybody. In case that was driving you nuts. <laughs> oh, it's so cool that you have your own washer and dryer in here. Man, the first one. That is first one. That is a luxury. I think a lot of people who don't live in cities probably take for granted that like so many people dishwasher and washer dryer in unit. Yeah, yeah. you forget. Yeah. I haven't had my own but washer I, dryer. But we traded it so we years. could hear leaf blowers all the time. Yeah. Oh, they were blowing when I pulled up. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yeah, man. So what else going on, dude? Nothing. I just I'm in a better mood. I yeah. appreciate the concern as expressed on the Reddit. I do lurk on there. I might not always chime in, but I'm watching you. Well, that's good, man. Oh, I'm watching you. You're watching, dude. I was. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I'm still under the weather. I don't know what's going on with me. I've been sick for two weeks. Ever since I caught it from Go you. Go to the doctor. You now, didn't catch from me. We both got it at the same time. I West think Virginia. I, think I, did we Whatever get it in happened? West Virginia? Yeah, because West Virginia was Wednesday, and we woke up Thursday. Oh. Both. Remember that? We both woke up like, oh. Yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. And then we're sick for the podcast on that Friday. Yeah. And it's well, gotten so we worse. We just kept drinking through it. That's true. Yeah, we didn't really. We drank in Baltimore. Take we steps drank to. drank in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then we drank at. Did we drink in Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. JD Winters. Yeah. On Saturday. I got drunk that whole day. Yeah. Day drunk. We were day drinking. That was fun. Yep. You want to, speaking of at that party is when you told me that bit of info that was news to me. Do you want to talk about that or or save that for later? 
Oh, what the voiceover thing? Yeah, I was. I was sorry to hear that. Oh, I think I might. I think they're. I think they're moving, moving away from your boy Kyle for the voice of Comedy Central. But that was that sucks, man. You that, had a good run though. Yeah, like eight years. I can't That's get mad. Great. I can't. As soon as I got that job, I'm like this stuff doesn't last <coughs> last longer than I thought. Would you go in about once a week and just lay it down? Well, sometimes it'd be like three times a week. Really? Just yeah. whenever they needed you? Yeah. Sometimes like all right, new season starting with all the stuff, so mm-hmm. let's get going. That's sweet, man. But yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't get upset about it. I didn't do anything. It's just like yeah, places rebrand. They get mm-hmm. different spokespeople. So, do you remember? I don't know if it was directly before you, but in the past, I remember it was. Uh, um, I get them confused. It was Penn and Teller. Is one of those? Is either Penn or Teller? Uh, Penn the, the big Gillette. guy. Penn yeah, Pendulet. I remember he, he used to be the voice. of Comedy He was Central. early on. Yeah, he early, was early on. Early on. Yeah. It's Pendulette, and I got a guy that's like a. Once you hear his voice, you hear him everywhere. He does uh-huh. like the Daily Show stuff. Still. Oh, really? It's a very new, very authoritative voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't get, I can't get banged up about that. Yeah. It's a good run. It was fake. It was bank robbery money. Yeah. Didn't well, co- it didn't come from a real thing. <laughs> didn't come from effort. It came from sheer luck and coincidence. So, well, it was a good run, buddy. You'll land on your feet. You hang in there. Hey, man, keep shredding, bro. (laughs) Keep shredding. Oh, uh, but no, going back real quick. I don't want to go to the doctor. Uh, I'm not a doctor guy. I, I, I hate to tell you this, but everybody's a doctor guy eventually, unless eventually. you're a Christian scientist. But what I'm saying is... You should be a doctor guy before you have to be a doctor guy. I just... I know this is probably a dumb, old-school mentality, but like... The way I was raised, where I come from, you don't go to the doctor because you got the fucking sniffles. You deal with it. You don't have the sniffles. You haven't been able to hear for two weeks. That's <laughs> part of the sniffles. If I get a cold, mm-hmm. I handle my shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Except like this year when it was like, oh, this cold is lasting for weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm annoyed, and I want it to go away. I want my quality of life to be better. Yeah. Well, here's the real reason I don't want to go to the doctor. It's not that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not... Uh, I'm not afraid to go to the doctor the way some people are afraid or yeah. afraid to go to the dentist or whatever. I am afraid that <laughs> if I stroll into the doctor, I'm going to be leaving there with blood pressure medication and pre-diabetes tests and all this other and you're shit. You're not going there for that. You're not going for a check. But going, they're going to see me and be like, all right, big boy, let's get on the scale. The doctor's not going to make you do anything. Yeah, they're gonna want to. That's the whole you medical don't have industry. To, you have to don't have to do anything they tell you to do. Well, I know that it's not a inappropriate thing. I just here's mean, medicine. You don't. You don't. They're not gonna like make sure you take it. But they want to. They doctors are in the business of of gaining more business by diagnosing people and prescribing people. And look, now you're in the system. Yeah, but the prescription only counts if you go to pick it up and pay for it so if you like well that's true you're going to a place be like my ears are plugged up and i got a head cold cool we're gonna treat your head cold yeah hmm. i don't know what you think they're you're like you're walking in there like you got this jalopy body like oh boy we're gonna milk this <laughs> motherfucker from no what do you want us to fix cool we'll yeah. fix that yeah you don't think they're gonna try to get me on all kind of other shit no hmm. all if right. you want a checkup yeah no, then I you get a checkup. I don't want a checkup. I'm going to go get a checkup. I'm going to go get a sleep study. <coughs> when do we got to start checking our prostates? When does that happen? I mean, like independently or with a doctor? You can, no, do, it. You can do it now. Yeah. You'll dig around. Like, how old are you supposed to be when you start doing that? I don't know. I was in my mid-30s and started creeping around back there just on my own. <laughs> More for fun. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, something was, if something surprised me, then, oh, good thing I was playing around. <laughs> 
yeah, around. Playing around uh, in a field behind the house, found a dead body. You know, yeah. you don't know. You're just going out there for fun, but you you're might just discover something. Sitting out in a field full of dandelions with your finger up your ass. No, it's you do it in a shower, man. Oh, okay. But no, when do we get a sir? Is it fifty or forty? I thought it was forty, and I asked my doctor. She's like, "Nah, I kind of don't really need to do that, though." Yeah. But yeah, man, <clears throat> quality of life. Don't yeah. you want to feel better? I feel fine. I just can't hear or breathe. That doesn't sound like you feel fine. What do I care? You got too much pride, Dave. No, it's not pride. It is. You don't, you, you're too good to go to the doctor. Too much of a tough guy to go Fuck to the doctor. Fuck you, man. I'm not proud. Too much. Think of how much, think of how much better food will taste when you get all these sinuses. That's going to affect your taste buds. That's true. Speaking of which... Mm. Dude. Come on, you fucking fat ass. Don't you want food to taste better? Go to the doctor. I don't know how. I don't want to say it like that, but I'm trying to bully you into caring for yourself. <laughs> you mean things will taste better? <laughs> I'm trying to. Okay. I'm trying to do it the way I'm trying to psychologically lead you into caring for yourself. Dude. I'm sorry I said that. Let's transition into some pizza talk real quick. I'm, I'm your guy. <clears throat> You're pizza boy. I ate four of them in the last five days. Really? When did I get? What's the best one? No, let's say third, last week. No, I was just I was in a hotel in Indianapolis and it was late and I got the deal was for two one night so I ate out of those for a couple days. And oh, and I, I saw your night. tweets the other night. You yeah. were drunk. Oh, that was yeah, that was Tuesday night. And I was just being a little bitch. Yeah, I was being a little bitch on How, Twitter. About, what time did they finally arrive? They came at the same. They they, they were fine. It That's, is crazy that whatever that place was was fine. You but can I was get a just, pizza delivered that late. Of co- why people are hungry at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. All right. I know you're not a fan of national chain, national pizza chains. I, no. A few weeks ago, I talked about my new Domino's creation. Yeah. The white pie with the roasted red peppers. Okay. Sure, sure. Now, I've never really been a fan of Little Caesars. Um, I remember when Little Caesars came out, or at least in Georgia in the mid '80s, that was a fun thing because, like, what this is new. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were around prior to that, but in in North Georgia, nobody had ever heard of Little Caesars till about 1985, yeah. and it came on the scene, and we were all like, "Wow!" Yep. And uh, and then they went away, at least in Georgia, for years, and then probably around 07, 08, they showed back up. And uh, anyway, I the whole five dollar hot and ready. It, my mm. theory with anything, you get what you paid for. Pay for. Yeah, you're paying five dollars for a whole pizza. You're not going to expect greatness. However, I don't know if it's a new item, but I succumbed to some of their advertising, <laughs> and they were advertising their deep dish pizza, and I had a little Caesar's deep dish. Here's what you do. Extra cheese, pepperoni, and onion. Deep dish, Little Caesars, about 10, 11 bucks. This is just top shelf Little Caesars. It's not the Throw $5. Throw it out your car window on the way home. Solid. Trust me. The cheese is really good. The crust was good. If you're in the mood for like a thick, it's the square, it's I, the rectangle. I, I mean, I'm not, it's Detroit style. Did you know that's it's Detroit, Detroit style? Detroit style. And those edges are crispy, and the cheese is good. And the toppings were solid. I'm telling you, give it a shot. Little Caesars deep dish. Little extra. You got to put extra cheese on the chain stuff because they always skimp you. Yeah. So extra cheese. I go pepperoni and onion. Mm. You could do sausage and onion. You could really do whatever you like. But uh, <laughs> give it a shot. 
I mean, I'm knocking it because it's it's it low hanging fruit, mm-hmm. but I also had my full little fill little Caesars in a day. Yeah, I told you about that. My I worked at a Kmart that had a little Caesars inside of it. I don't. I remember the Kmart part. I don't remember this. Kmart had a little Caesars inside of it. Like you know how like a big department store mm-hmm. would have like now we'll have a Starbucks sometimes. Yeah, that, like, Target will have Walmart's a Starbucks. Walmart will have a McDonald's mm-hmm. or something in it. Yep. This is little Caesars. <laughs> And I, I was. That's like, a one-two punch, right well, there. Well, that was my <laughs> job. Caesars inside of Kmart. Yeah, and I was fighting like a pig and shit with that because it was my job to take the trash out on a big old dolly at the end of the night, and so I would take the little Caesars trash out. But then I would go and I would sit behind the counter so my boss couldn't see me. Just sit on the floor like a little piggy and eat as much little Caesars as I could because I thought it was a, a shame they were going to throw it out. I would have to throw out all these brand new pizzas. I'd be like. Fuck this. So I'd put, I'd put the pizzas. I was disgusting. I'd take a pizza and I'd put the trash on top. It would be in a box. But then I'd put the drippy Little Caesars trash bags on oh, top of the boxes of pizza. Gross. And then I'd push it out to the back. But then I'd have like boxes of Little Caesars to eat. I ate so much Little Caesars. So you would just like just cram it in your mouth like fast eating? Yeah, I'd just sit on the floor. Like, you know, you have, like, the walk-through kind of semi-buffet with, like, the, the employees behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Like how a subway is. Yeah. And you're walking along. They had that, but with the pizza. And I would just, like, cower behind there. <laughs> eating pizza. Just like Lucille Ball with the chocolates. Just oh, like a wow. chipmunk in that shit. So they would throw out all the unbought at the pizzas? End, at, yeah, at the end Why of the night. Why not give away to employees and stuff? Be- there's always... Because it's my understanding that, like, businesses... Here's your low-rent conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. Like, yeah, why not just give it, get, find a charity. At least when I worked at a donut place, all the stuff that was past the date, like, they would save it and it would all go to, like, a shelter nearby. Uh-huh. Just because of the FDA standards of when it can't be sold doesn't mean, like, all right, please. But even in that case, because of litigation and how lawsuit-happy people are, you can't just give food away mm-hmm. because, oh, if it's not standard, if it's not good enough for the paying customer... But then what if we give it to a homeless person? They get sick, and there's going to be some ambulance-chasing t- lawyer just yeah. so excited to shit all over a nice gesture with keeping in mind that there are health standards that everybody deserves. Mm-hmm. But also, what's to stop employees of like, oh, whoops, we made too much. Anyway, here's free pizza. It's all like, let's keep costs low. Yeah. Little fucking Caesars. Mm-hmm. Let's keep costs low. Maybe just charge people for one pizza. Mm-hmm. We got. We don't want to abuse the cost system of the two for one pizza chain. Yeah, named after a Roman emperor. <laughs> I don't know the connection there either. Yeah, it's gluttonous. I well, Rome, more. Italy, pizza. I don't think. I think there's more than that. You think? Um, but yeah, solid man. Now the brand new thing is the bacon wrapped pizza. All right, take so it easy. Former comic of the week, Steph Tolev, is in the commercial here on the West Coast. Is she really? <laughs> <laughs> no, she she's wearing, a, she's wearing a man's suit for some reason. She just stands up. She goes, it's got bacon on it. And it's, she made fun of it in her act, too. She, like, joked about it. But, yeah, it, it's a commercial. It oh, that's very great. I got to see that. But, uh, yeah, man, give it a shot. Report back. Tweet at me. Let me know what you think about Little Caesars deep dish pizza. Got to go with the extra cheese. If you get standard cheese, that's on you. I Not can't, getting paid for this advertisement. No, I can't uh, I can't defend their work on a on a standard issue cheese. You got to do the extra cheese and uh, a couple of good toppings. And I'll tell you, it was a good time. I had a good time eating that pizza, Kyle. <laughs> really just sat there with a smile on yeah. your face. Yeah.
I mean, I wouldn't crouch behind a counter or anything. But uh, oh man, it's, I would. Yeah, I would. I would. Or, really I, or I would smuggle it under. I would smuggle it out like a fucking East Berliner trying to get past the wall. <laughs> Listen, I got this hollowed out canoe. Some, somebody stole a canoe from that Kmart or another one in my town. Wow. I, I, I worked at the Villa Park. One. How do you steal a canoe? Straight up, walked out with it. And the idea that it was so big, everybody's like, well, that, of course they must have paid for it. So nobody stopped them. It might have been nobody doing- checked. If it's big enough to just do it, like, let's just walk out. Might have been doing the Andy Sanford method. Uh, he wouldn't mind me talking about this, but he he used to steal chicken fingers from Publix. And, you know, you'd get those at the deli, and they give them to you, whatever you get, and then you go up to the register and pay for it. Well, he would always bring, like, a slip of paper or an old bank receipt, and he'd, he'd get the chicken fingers, and then he'd, like, have a couple other things in his hands, like his hands yeah. are full, and he'd put the receipt in his mouth, and he'd walk out with his hand full of chicken <laughs> fingers and the receipt hanging out of his mouth. So if anybody's like, oh, clearly, oh, that must be he the receipt. Yeah, you paid for that. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pr- pretty clever little scam. What was – I think my cousin – my cousin's one was, like, to take a big gulp cup mm-hmm. and fill it with candy and then put Slurpee on top of it. Oh, that's pretty smart. So you just had a bunch of sticky candy. <laughs> but like you can like the big Slurpee cups, you could fit a lot of shit in there. Yeah. And then just put Slurpee on the top. That's that's not bad. That's some prison shit right there. Yeah. I like that. What a, yeah, what other low rent shit? I mean, this is the boogie monster. What's the first we've thing a, you ever we've stole? avoided topics. I haven't stolen anything. You've never stolen things? Nothing that You've never stolen co- things? Nothing that comes to mind. Hmm. I, I steal candy. Uh, I, I mean, the first thing I ever stole. I would like, make my friends pay for shit, even when I worked at a gas station. No, and when my buddy worked at Blockbuster, uh-huh. and he's like, he's like, yeah, it was my last week. Oh, we went in there and we looted that fucking place. Really? Sorry, Bob. <laughs> yeah, we were all like, well, can I take this? I don't give a shit. I was in kindergarten and I stole my buddy's Smurf book. He had a little B, little flip book, wow. about the size of a notepad. You stole something, from a friend? Something for like a four year old to read. And I remember it was green. It was like 20, 30 pages, soft paperback. Mm-hmm. It's a little, basically a pamphlet, but it was green Did you and say it pamphlet? had this. Yeah, pam, pamphlet. 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 Did I say pamphlet? Pamphlet. Yeah, that's not even a word, is it? Pamphlet, pamphlet. Yeah, it was just like a little, you know, like a, like it was like a pan flute, you know, it was a, just a little piece of. Pan. And I don't know why, but I remember seeing that like in his cubby hole. Uh, we had little cubbies, you know, little mailbox cubby things that you keep your books in. And uh, his was right next to mine, and I saw, I was like, man, that's a nice little Smurf book. And I I just took it and I took it home and I read it and I felt awful though I felt bad. It's five years old. That was the beginning of my life of crime. I'm trying to think. I de- it was never something that I had the desire to. Uh-huh. I, it wasn't like goody two shoes. Like, yeah, yeah. My sister stole the chocolates out of my nativity calendar. Yeah, you told me about I that. I told you that one. Yeah. Like even Christmas, the big one. It's pretty harsh. That bitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being devastated. My parents were always like, so I think my parents were always slightly in awe of how 
sneaky my sister could be. Like, yeah. they'd be like, this is terrible. But they're also like, diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she knew not to just get tomorrow's chocolate. She's just like, by the time we get to Christmas, it'll be Christmas anyway, and we'll get over it. Yeah. So I'll just go and get the big chocolates now yeah. and have give them a few days to lead up. <laughs> oh, man. Should we get into Let's it? Let's talk about a thing. It's only been <clears throat> weeks before we've ever even discussed what the show's about. Well, this is one I've been wanting to do for a little while. What is it? Um, oh, and I, I, I'm going to need to give you a visual aid. And I will be sure to. Uh, All right. We'll definitely post this as well. Uh, you ever heard of Deloy's Ape? Deloy's Ape. Nope. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you're going to hear about it now, Kyle. Deloy's. Deloy's Ape, as in Francois Deloy. Deloy's. Francois Deloy was a Swiss geologist. That sounds fun. And a pioneer of oil field prospecting in Europe, Africa, and America. So he was kind of a Indiana Jones type. Okay. He was uh, always going to foreign lands and trying to uh, mine for different uh, resources and whatnot. In 1917, he and a group of 19 other dudes, they set out on an exploration of South America. By early 1920, all but four of the men had died due to various illnesses, injuries, and some say even attacks by the natives. Deloy and three other surviving men, they reached the banks of the Tara River. Tara, Tara? It's a uh, tributary of the Rio Catatumbo, located near the border of Venezuela and Colombia. And uh, the men found no oil, but they did report a strange encounter with an unknown creature. Do you want to go ahead and see this picture now, or do you want to... I'm looking at it. Oh, you're looking at it. Okay. I'm looking at it. Look at that is son it, of a is bitch. It, is it dead? In that picture, and it, they have is, it, propped it is up. Dead. Its head is propped up its with a stick. It's propped up in it with a stick. Um, let me... We'll get to that. One day, Deloy was spotted along the shores of the Rio Tara, uh, or he spotted along the shores of the Rio Tara. I don't know if it's Tara or Tara. Uh, he spotted two large monkeys covered with reddish fur, and lacking a tail, the two animals walked upright. They slowly approached the expedition. They were visibly irritated. They were shouting. They were brandishing their arms in a very violent, aggressive nature. And this is the fun part. They were using their own excrement as projectiles, as yeah, monkeys cla- are known to do. Classic monkey move. Uh-huh. They, were, they were shitting in their hand and flinging it at them. Classic monkey Just move. Just monkeys throwing shit. And uh, the men decided to respond to the attack with their guns. They shot in the direction of the two apes. They killed the female. Now, that picture you're looking at is supposed to be a female, even though it clearly looks like a dong right there between her legs. Could have a... They say that's just how they look. I don't know if that's supposed to be a dong, but it kind of looks like a dong. Uh, But that's a female. The male ran off. But Deloy and his men, they recovered the body. They recovered the body of the dead female, and uh, they photographed it. Deloy stated that the creature resembled a spider monkey, but lacked a tail, and it was about five feet tall, much larger than your average spider monkey, which ranges from about three to three and a half feet tall. So this is about a five-foot-tall spider monkey with no tail. That's a creepy-looking photograph. It's the, the photograph is, it's got a lot. Yeah. Well, what, you know, what's to say that, 
You know how occasionally you just get somebody who's seven feet tall? Yeah. Yeah. You just get a human being. That doesn't mean he's a different species. No, but what... Or I wonder what examples in the animal kingdom like, yeah, that one just... Yeah, some, someone's you just know, 50% bigger active, than the average one. Yeah, active pituitary gland <laughs> or something yeah. going on there. Well, here's another thing. Uh, they said the creature had 32 teeth, wherein uh, most monkey species have 36. Um, this is where it gets weird. Deloy and his men, they skinned the body. I don't know why. They, they wanted to keep its pelt. Um, they wanted to keep its pelt, its skull, its bones. But they lost the remains during their journey home. Deloy's claim that the remains had been either lost due to an accident or became destroyed due to mistreatment. Uh, the skull, for example, uh, supposedly corroded away after being used as a salt container. Hey, let's skin this weird monkey and use its okay. skull okay. for a so salt container. You went through the trouble of counting its teeth and skinning it, but you took one picture. Yeah. Yeah. You got one picture. Well, let's do all this other stuff, but as far as actual proof that we'll make it somewhere, we got one I photo. mean, granted, this is 1920. You know, I'm sure phot- photography wasn't as easy to pull off as it is now. Um but here's the, the thing. Tw- you got few got cameras in the twenties. <laughs> well, I know, but it's a the big whole beginning ordeal. of Cheers is just pictures from then. <laughs> See, they got plenty of they can. They got now. Here's where the there. story gets. There's a twist. Deloy himself, he didn't. He didn't start running his trap about this thing and bragging about what he found and what he killed and all that. Uh, he was very reluctant to promote the story behind this photograph uh in the official report of the expedition published in 1929 uh, so about 10 years later he he were, he did an official report of his whole expedition his whole journey there's no mention of this creature or the subsequent research behind it uh in his big report so he was trying to keep it tight-lipped i wonder if that's kind of the same thing like nowadays when people see Bigfoot or see an alien or UFO. They, they don't want to talk about it because people are going to think that they're crazy. I wonder if that's what was going on. I don't know. But 10 years later, he barely mentioned it to anybody. Definitely didn't mention it in public until he mentioned it only. It says they only mentioned it once. Um, hold on here. This guy, he's found a big monkey. Okay. Yeah, I skipped ahead of my notes. All right. He returned home to Switzerland after this big journey. And he, uh, like I said, didn't didn't talk to anybody about this shit for nine years until 1929. His friend, an anthropologist, uh, let's see, Montando. Okay, yeah, I, I had to phonetically George write out this. Montandon. Montandon. Uh, Montandon. Uh, he was visiting Deloitte's. They were buddies, and uh, he found the photograph laying around Deloitte's old journals. So Montandon was like, "What the fuck's this?" And he's like, "Eh." This is this crazy monkey that I that I saw and photographed and killed. Um, mm. So, Montandon, say it again, Montandon. I'm saying Montandon because he's from France. Yeah, that's true. Um, he wrote an article in this uh, magazine called The First American. And uh, no, that's not the name of no. The Illustrated yeah. London News was the was the paper. No. He wrote an article called "Found at Last: The First American." Uh, apparently, this wasn't a very reputable newspaper. Uh, it was more kind of like a uh, a tabloid. So Montandon is the one that kind of quote unquote broke the story, that made this photograph and made this story public. Uh, here's an excerpt from that article. 
and this is written uh, I guess it was written by Montandon, but he's kind of recounting his buddy's experience. The jungle swished open, and a huge, dark, hairy body appeared out of the undergrowth, standing up clumsily, shaking with rage, grunting and roaring and panting as he came out onto us at the edge of the clearing. The sight was terrifying. The beast jumped about in frenzied, shrieking, shrieking loudly and beating frantically his hairy chest with his own fist. Then he... This is a story about a guy that saw a monkey in the jungle where monkeys live. Is that what this is? Yes. All right. But it's a big monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he tells a story in this... uh, this Okay, there's more to it, Kyle. I fucking hope so. There's a lot... (laughs) There's a lot. Just fucking relax. Yeah. Does it does it know English? Did it did it make him an omelet? What's the exception well, here? Here's Montan Montandon. He had ulterior motives. Kyle. This Montandon was a was a twisted fuck. Oh, All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Before we get into that, uh, people throughout South America they've reported uh, these five foot tall apes with the reddish hair. And, and human cries. These cryptids are known as the uh, Salvagi, Salvagi, or Mano Grande, uh, typically considered a native legend. They were said to uh, to have captured women, build huts, and occasionally eat human flesh. A 1553 journal entry by explorer Pedro Cieza, Cieza de Leon, uh, he describes secondhand observations of the Mano Grande. You know what Mano Grande means in Spanish? It means large monkey. One big uh, large monkey, yeah. Including uh, the discovery of a large carcass. More recently, there were uh, one was observed by a hunter in 1980. So, yeah, it's a big monkey, but I think what, on the surface, what Montandon is trying to say is like, yeah, this is a species that never existed. So that on the I accept that. Yeah. That's that's something different. Yeah, it's a big <clears throat> ass crazy monkey. Five foot bipedal monkey, by the way. So five foot tall, walking on two legs. <clears throat> Back in the twenties, nineteen twenties, that would be like what the fuck? Precursor to Bigfoot. I mean, all right, but okay. I mean I get that there's new species to be discovered, and that could be what this is. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's bonkers. A five foot tall monkey. Pretty crazy. That's a yeah. It's a big monkey. Mm-hmm. In Spanish, I believe it's called Mano Grande. The thing they called it, a large monkey. <clears throat> well, here's where George Montandon. Let, let's talk about Montandon real quick. He claimed that what Deloitte had found was a completely undiscovered species of primate, and Montandon named the species. He named it uh, Amaranthropodes loisi. Amerinthropoides. Nobody cares. He tried to make it all Latin. Uh, That's how you name stuff. All right. This is where shit gets problematic with old Montandon. Uh, Montandon claimed that the creature was a missing link and an ancestor to the Native Americans of South America. You see, in addition to being an anthropologist, Montandon was a huge racist and anti-Semite. And it is believed that his theories may have influenced Hitler. He was big into eugenics and things like that. He was a Nazi collaborator, 
and he wrote and published <laughs> several races. Collaborator, like they dropped a mixtape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they worked together on a couple of projects. Uh, he wrote and published several racist books, including one of my favorites, How to Recognize the Jew. That was one of his big hits. <laughs> that was the... How to Recognize oh, the boy. Jew. No. There's just one of them, and we need to be on the lookout. <clears throat> Well, Montandon promoted his own hypothesis of human origins. He called, uh, let me make sure I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Hollygenesis hypothesis. The, the Hollygenesis hypothesis suggested that different racial groups, get this, different racial groups did not all share common ancestors and that different groups evolved independently from different primate species. This is his Hollygenesis hypothesis. Oh, Montandon. For example, oh, okay. He goes. For example, the white race, according to him, the white race evolved from early Homo sapiens, whereas African Americans evolved from gorillas. Now, I, this is him speaking, not me. He thinks that white people evolved from Homo sapiens, African Americans evolved from gorillas, Asians evolved from orangutans, and so on and so on. <clears throat> but the, wait, but then, what? What are the Homo sapiens from? Exactly. Is that just okay? Let's think about that <clears throat> in the Darwinian aspect. Of, we're all from the apes. Pure, clean white apes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. What are we from? Oh, we're, we're from the good apes. Yeah, we're from the Aryan apes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The pair of the Viking apes. Yeah. So he just stopped that almost like. Yeah. Because I'm not going to deny that. Okay. Okay. We're all developed from, you know, ape or ape-like creatures, <laughs> but in different parts of the world. Like at what point? You know, what was the split point for Pangea to break off and all these groups are separated? And I know they had the idea that, well, early, you know, and this is now, of course, I'm talking up my ass. But we all started, what, what's the beginning of humankind is the Middle East, correct? Yes. They say is, is, is one place. Yes. And from there, it's, you know, Russia and then who came over through the Bering Strait, the bridge that was the Bering Strait into Alaska, and it became the indigenous peoples of North America, and they, they go all the way down to South America. That's how the whole population came from that side of the world, mm -hmm. because it wasn't boats yet. But then, <clears throat> how did people show up in Polynesia? They said they, 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 those were travelers from Asia mm -hmm. that developed uh, boats and everything. Ooh, I gotta learn more about this, because mm -hmm. that's a fascinating idea. Yeah. <clears throat> like, if we all just came from Homo sapiens... Or or whatever that he's saying, but then developed as the travels that we adapted as the travels. Well, my question is this, and I started to speak seriously about it on the basis of Adam and Eve, what we were discussing last week during the spot. Yeah. But I have to catch myself and remember that. All right, based on Adam and Eve theory. All right, I didn't want to say this in the commercial, but mm -hmm. this isn't a common, an uncommon thought. But. Uh, Adam and Eve. 50% off is a great deal for all those things you yes. could put in your butt. Promo code boogie. Uh, <laughs> they had two boys, Cain and Abel, right? And they may or may not have had a daughter. Regardless, based on that premise that mankind started from Adam and Eve, a brother's fucking a sister or a mother's fucking a son to keep that shit going, correct? Well, that's because religion is filled with holes, yeah. and that's not the basis yeah. of anything. Yeah, so, yeah. That's so that anything. aside, that's if fairy tales to this is an interesting control modern populations. <laughs> it's an interesting question. Like, okay, I guess what I'm trying to say. Let's and again, we don't know enough about human origins 
to really discuss this intelligently, but that's not going to stop us. No. Um, Let's step in some shit. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, like, all right. How can I say that? The first actual Homo sapien, okay, that he he or she came mm-hmm. evolved from an ape, correct? So that means Trust, there must have been. Let's go to our trusty. Like I know the Holly Genesis <laughs> hypothesis is incredibly <laughs> racist. Human, the Human Evolution Wikipedia page just has a picture of like two, I think maybe Asian farmers, and it just says. Homo sapiens, like <laughs> of the entire population of Earth, like eh, let's throw these two Homo a fucking sapiens. bone. <laughs> yeah. Look at these guys. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry, I thought it was that interesting. Um, all right, well, for example, all right, and I know this is incredibly, probably incorrect, but let's say a homo, the first Homo Homo sapien, whatever color he was, he or she, what, what color do you think <laughs> it would be? That'd be a Middle Eastern person or would it be a caucasian person would be an african person but whatever it is like for the sake of the example let's just say middle eastern okay so the first homo sapiens middle eastern Mm -hmm. and then at some point to to get a different race like you would have to breed with a different race correct where did that race come from well, all right. Now, not even, I can't even bullshit about this because I don't know what we're talking about. <clears throat> I think that you know everything's it was all through a- a- adaptation to the surroundings. What mm-hmm. served, you know, survival of fittest, all the Darwin stuff. What what served it all better? I don't think that was like breeding. It was like here are these creatures. They are all adapting or dying. Mm-hmm. To the environment, to the how how do you get more food? How do you learn to even more? What's considered more reason? Learning to farm, learning to you know, and oh, what was I watching or I was listening to an audio book? How farming actually kind of <clears throat> was the first downfall of Homo sapiens because like oh well now we're stationary because we're working on a farm and now <clears throat> we're more readily <clears throat> uh, available to the whatever kind of predators are out there because we're not on the move. We're not, not, you know, yeah, not mobile, not doing that. But then that diet changes our digestive system now. We're eating more plants and this and that. Now we could digest different things or can't digest this. All these things that change us as we're evolving. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the question? (laughs) Okay. I I don't even know how to phrase this, all right, because I'm so dumb to this topic. All right. And let me preface this by saying, if any of this sounds problematic or borderline, Uh, my intentions are pure. We're here to learn. We're here to learn. My intentions and my blood are pure. Yeah. Um, pure white blood. That's it. <laughs> For the Dave, sake of Dave, the example, Dave's blood is I guess pure what I'm saying Aryan is, blood. We <laughs> is it possible, and I'm not saying I agree with the Holly Genesis hypothesis, but is it possible that different races did come from different types of apes in that, for the sake of this example, let's say the first human, the first homo sapien was white, and then he finds another, and the second one's white, and that's a female, and oh, now we can breed. And then we have kids, and so I on think and so ra- on. And so I on. think race came down and, later. I but think human what, beings were developed, human beings evolved into human beings, uh-huh. and then race was determined again. Just like everything, like the way we evolved, I think it's part of evolution, mm-hmm. and where the where you are residing 
develops your 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 melanin, your skin color, what like things that okay that yes. what you know what so, you can and can't eat, why certain regions. Uh, you know, can palate certain foods versus other places. And yes, we're skirting ideas of saying racial stereotypes and stuff like that. And oh boy, you know. Yeah. But I think that's part of evolution in certain uh-huh. areas. So I guess in, in basically it boils down to I'm asking like, where did the first variation come in? You know, whoever the first Homo sapien is, for the sake of the example, we'll say Middle Eastern or white or whatever. But like, then, at what point in the evolution did they did we first come across an African or a, or an Asian or a, you know or a Samoan or like? At what point did there start to be variables? Then once you start breeding, then then we then it kind of it's game on when it after goes that. from. You know, the species into the race and race into the nationality and then the nationality into being a townie <laughs> that only votes and only roots for the local high school football team and eats at the same Denny's every night. Uh, you know, like what? Yeah. How how does it go from global to completely localized? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's. See, it's all very confusing. But so anyway, old Montandon. He needed an ape-like creature from which the native South Americans could have evolved from. So that's why he said, because he had, like I said, he uh, the white Caucasians came from <laughs> Homo sapiens. Uh, Africans came from gorillas. Asians came from orangutans. So he was like, I don't, I don't, up until now, I don't have one for the native South Americans. So that must be this thing here, this Deloitte ape. That's where they came from. So, so. Deloitte just <clears throat> saw a big monkey and took a picture. Yes. But and this guy. Montandon tried to use this picture. He's as, the son as, of a bitch. He's the son of a bitch. Coming in with all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, with his Amerithranpodus loisi. Well, so he found out that that guy's a, a Nazi who needed to connect dark-skinned people to monkeys to prove his yes. science. And by the way, this wasn't necessarily perceived as some weird loner's crackpot theory. Uh, Montandon's uh, Holygenesis hypothesis was very popular in the mid-20th century in Europe. Yeah, well, let's not talk about what <laughs> else was popular well, that yeah. led to World well, War II. That, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, Africans came from gorillas. The Chinese came from orangutan. Mexicans came from iguana. Yeah, hey, I'm a scientist. So, okay. Uh, I, um, I mean... Skeptics of Deloy's photo point out that in the picture, the creature is positioned in a way where we can't see if it has a tail or not. He claimed it didn't have a tail. Skeptics think that, well, maybe it's a spider monkey, that they're either hiding its tail in this picture or they cut the tail off. Well, there's also no perspective in this picture. Mm-hmm. You can't get a judge of its size. Exactly. There's not much in the way of scale. It's hard to determine its size. Uh, if, you will, if you're looking at that picture to the left of the creature... Uh, you see what looks like a stump of a banana tree. See that little banana tree yeah, thing there? Yeah, yeah. Which apparently they aren't or weren't native to that region of South America, suggesting that the photo was taken somewhere much closer to civilization. So, I don't know. I think this guy just found a monkey. Now, fast forward almost a century. In 1999... The July-August edition of the Venezuelan scientific magazine Interciencia, 
I'm sure I mispronounced <laughs> that. They published a letter sent in 1962 from Dr. Enrique Tijara to the editor, Guillermo Jose Schall, of the magazine Diario El Universal. Now, so they, there's this, this article is published. Now, mm. Dr. Enrique Tahara, Jesus, he was on that expedition. <laughs> I want somebody to edit just you pronouncing foreign names. <laughs> <clears throat> he wrote, this dude, Dr. Enrique Tahara, he was, he was apparently one of the one of Deloitte's dudes on this expedition. And he wrote one in this article. that lived? Yes. He said, this monkey is a myth. I will tell you his story. Mr. Montandon said that the monkey had no tail. That is for sure, but he forgot to mention something. It has no tail because it was cut off. He says, I can assure you, this gentleman, because I saw the amputation. In 1917, I was working in a camp for oil exploration in the region of Pajara, the geologist was Francois Deloy, the engineer, Dr. Martin Tavarn, blah, blah, blah. Deloy was a prankster, and often we laughed at his jokes. One day, they gave him a monkey with an ill tail, so it was amputated. Since Deloy's <sighs> called him El Hombre Mono, Mono, the monkey man. Monkey man. Sometime later, I and Deloy's went into another region of Venezuela in an area called Mene Grande, he always walked alongside his monkey, who died some time later. Deloitte decided to take a photo, and I believe that Mr. Montandon will not deny it is the same photograph that he was presented with back in the day. So he's saying that, yeah, this monkey was a gift. and Just his friend. Just our little monkey pal, and then eventually he got ill and died, and they cut his tail off took a picture of him. Okay. I believe that part of it. I believe that version. You got a recipe? Well, you got some, you got, you got, so you got some monkey stew you want to tell people about? <laughs> Did you eat a monkey? Would I eat a monkey? Depends on the circumstances. What animal wouldn't you eat? Cat. You wouldn't eat a cat? There's no way I could eat a cat or a dog. What if you're in a country where people just eat cats and dogs? That's my argument. Like, be just because it's just because that's what they eat over there. Be vegetarian. Like, people freak out, like, I can't believe you eat cats and dogs in that country. It's like, well, we eat shit that's important yeah. to them. No, I get it. I totally get that. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about that before. Why is, it, yeah. why is it okay to eat a cow and a pig and not a dog or a cat? Mm-hmm. I get that. But. Because you can control. We only eat the things we can't control. Well, I guess that is controlled by keeping my <clears throat> But no, I don't have a desire to eat any monkeys. You want to eat a monkey? I don't want to do that, man. Feels wrong. I shouldn't be eating pigs. Pigs are smart. They're cool. I'm trying to give up octopus. So I was just looking at some. We're, we're supposed to have a date night tonight and go out. And I saw some place that like grilled octopus. I was like, oh god damn it! It was like became my new favorite food. I'm like, I'm just gonna eat seafood. And then that, I still don't feel bad about fish. No. Nah. Speaking I, of fish, we uh, went down to Newport Beach the other last week. Yeah. Katie and I. And I uh, went to this weird little, like, food court, like this weird outdoor food court where they had, like, four or five, six mm-hmm. different little restaurants. Okay. And uh, we decided on the seafood one. Sure, and sure. I told her, it's like, you go, you just surprise me. You order whatever. She got the $80 fried seafood tower. 
It was just fried shrimp for like I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I panicked. It said market price. I panicked. It said market price. I didn't know it was eighty dollars. Like, baby, anytime market price. You gotta ask. You gotta ask what's up with the market price. Market price is gonna be. You'll be surprised. Yeah. She bought a fucking eighty dollar. No, nobody's ever gotten something market price and been like, that was sensible. Yeah. That's why they don't put it. <laughs> was it just a, eighty dollars of fried food? Yes. Go to the doctor, <laughs> Dave. Go to the fucking doctor. Well, let's wrap up Deloitte's ape. So you think it was just a, a big spider monkey? Yeah, it's a monkey. I think it's a very valuable piece of evidence that shows that the white race. Mm. <laughs> If I like really, I wonder if like any alt right guys buy into this. I wonder if the I wonder I'm if the sure hallogenesis hypothesis gets tossed around in the alt right circles. Isn't that uh, oh boy? I'm going to step in it with this one because I haven't checked it out. Isn't isn't uh, what's everybody got a hard on about Jordan Peterson about? I don't know. I don't keep up with any. I'm just so burnt out on. It's current um, events and political stuff. No, I just you know it's like when you just read like Joe Rogan talk to Jordan Peterson. I'm like I don't need to listen to any of these guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to listen to fucking MMA fanatics talk to me about psychology. <laughs> uh, you're not a fan of Joe. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. To indifferent about it, I, I think he, I think he's probably a great interviewer, uh-huh. and I think he does a good job. But I, it's just not for me. Yeah. Like I, I'm not bothered by his presence. Yeah. But I mean, do your thing, and I think people. I'm glad people like it, but it's also I and I, you know, he gets a lot of shit just because he's a guy's guy. Yeah. Just oh, I won't. Fucking MMA, like just because he's an I, MMA that, guy, that's doesn't one mean he's component. A fucking idiot. Yeah, that's one component of it. And I no, I'm just I'm just indifferent. Yeah, I'm yeah, he's glad good, he's, he's doing what he's doing. Good interviewer. Yeah, yeah. he's got him a nice little empire over there. So, Joe, fucking I'll be on your show. Anytime. Joe, get us on. I need the bump, baby. I need the, I need the Rogan bump. Um, so anyway, that's Deloy's ape. We'll post this picture. If you're listening now, you've probably already Googled it. It's a it's a fucking nightmare of a picture. That fucking weird expression on his face, his weird mouth, his fucking lady. The face, dog. Lo- the face looks yeah, the face and the and the, and the meaty genitalia. Mm. Monkeys are fucking creepy anyway, man. Like chimpanzees and shit. Mm. How goddamn strong they're. We've talked about this. You seen those pictures of a shaved or a hairless? I'm assuming they're hairless and not shaved chimpanzee. How jacked they are. Just huge guns. Oh, yeah. Their whole... Yeah. Ten times stronger than a human, they say. They don't even work out. You gonna fight a monkey? I don't know if I'd fight a monkey. If I had to. If I had to. I wouldn't want to, but if I had to. They got no... They got no rule. Their whole life is just... Reminds me of that Dave Chappelle joke. Do you know how strong a monkey is? Rip your dick off. Throw it in the tall grass. (laughs) (laughs) You know how fucking strong a monkey is. (laughs) And that's a Dave Chappelle uh, accent, by the way. Sure. Dave Chappelle (laughs) joke. Uh, That that begs the question. 
Can you? Mm-hmm. Is that racially insensitive if I'm impersonating a specific person of a different race or culture, and I'm trying to capture their vocal range? Like I know, you, probably, I know, I'm not supposed to walk around saying somebody, Ching Chong. No, but uh, you know, if I'm if I'm impersonating, but here's my impersonation of Jackie Chan. Yeah, Ching Chong, Ching yeah, Chong. Yeah, I know that's wrong. <laughs> But like the you know, uh, probably. Hmm. I'm sure somebody because you're white. So and that's okay. That was the thing. Jordan Peter like Jordan Peter is like not like he's anti political correctness and everything. <coughs> and I want to be politically correct, but then shit comes up like, and again, if I can, yeah, if I can, straight white dude, you don't get to talk. But like, I just remember Hari's movie about. Because it was a white guy doing a poo's voice, mm-hmm. and how it was like the worst thing. I was like, "Well, all right, maybe some people have a gift for voices, and mm-hmm. I understand why that's sent. I could mm-hmm. see why it's sensitive. I only get I get the tail end. I get the reaction part of it. Mm-hmm. I love it when black comedians do white guy voices, mm-hmm. but that's because." Fucking white dudes have had it fine. So please take a shot at me. I'm fine. You know? I think the southern accent's a bit of an easy go-to boy. Isn't this somebody stupid mm-hmm. do this, boys? Yeah. I think that's kind of an easy one to go towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you're, I mean, you're, the Apu thing was, I was like, yeah, but that was the... He was just a fixture of the town, and I didn't think it was derogatory. I didn't think it was derogatory. Yeah. I don't get to say how somebody else interprets it. Yeah, I think that's the point. Um, somebody, but doing it's impre- not like he was the butt of every joke. He was like one of the most <laughs> no, he was reasonable. One, yeah, yeah, he was one of, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> These one, I'm like, oh, a poo's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. This one with Paul McCartney on it. Brought Lisa and showed him a rooftop garden on the Quickie Mart. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. The the stereotype, but oh, and he ran the Quickie Mart. It's like. All right, that was a reflection of what America was for a long time. If you went into a 7-Eleven, it was somebody of you know Indian descent was working there often. That was a reflection of the community that we lived in. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like No one's saying, hey, you suck because you work at the 7-Eleven. It was just a high percentage of 7-Eleven employees maybe fit this demographic. Yeah, and... Um, so I, you know, this like in per, my thing is like when people talk about the acting, it's like why couldn't you get an actual Indian person to do a Pooh's voices, or when if there's somebody that's a transgender person on a show, why not get an actual transgender person to depict that person, like an, an actor mm-hmm. to play that part? I'm like, cause it's acting. Yeah, it's acting. Fucking, you made made a whole movie about. Apollo 13, you didn't hire any astronauts. Yeah. You didn't hire any, you hired actors. Yeah, because their job, that's their job, is to make pretend better than we can. That's why they're in the movie, and we're not. Now, then if, every fucking biography, you better have the person who is yeah. the movie's about in there. Now, like, who was it way back in the day? Who's the, uh, the little short guy in the 20s and 30s and 40s that was the actor that played a Chinese guy? Oh, well, no, was, no, I mean, there was Mickey, Mickey, uh, Mi- uh, not Mickey Rourke, uh, <laughs> Mickey Rooney Mickey from, Rooney. Uh, from, uh, well, yeah, because that was a caricature. 
That was that was from uh, the, the Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's. So the character was a caricature. Or, yeah, buck okay. teeth and glasses and all that. But shit. But I'm saying, like, was the character supposed to be a Chinese guy, or was the character an idiot white guy pretending to be Chinese? Well, the character was. I mean, back that day, but this was yeah. Like I'm saying, my point is, I could see how you get pissed off at that. Yeah. Glasses and big teeth going, what don't, 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 yeah, that's mm-hmm. fucking bad. Mm-hmm. That's a racist thing. Yeah. And also, I, like, all right, the whitewashing stuff, like, oh, here's a classic Asian story, and we put a bunch of white dudes in it. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I could see why you get, mm-hmm. I could see why Tom Cruise being the last samurai is maybe oh, like, hey, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I really? never saw that, but like, really? yeah, really. Matt Damon's the one who's the fucking warrior for the wall in the movie, but all right, yeah. And I think it's like okay, so Crazy Rich Asians came out and like blew all these box office numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking cool, yeah, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, but anytime a black person, a black comedian does white guy voice, I laugh at it. Oh, it's hilarious. I think it fucking oh Cedric the Inter- Not what no one said was a uh, shit. Who are kings of comedy? DL C- Cedric died. No Cedric's around. Bernie Mac. Bernie died. Mac died. No Cedric's bit. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. I laugh. It was Steve so. Harvey, Bernie Mac, DL Hughley. Yeah. And uh, Cedric. Didn't you have a joke about Cedric the Entertainer? No. No. I joke about Cat Williams, but every time I watch a Cat Williams special, I want to talk like Cat Williams. So I can't do that. <laughs> Oh man! All um, right, let's let's br- okay. I got a recipe. It's been a while since I've had a, thrown out a recipe. Speaking of cultural appropriation, I made barbacoa last night. <laughs> I was gonna say like, oh boy, what another white guy thinking he could do it better? I'm like, yeah, it's food, man. You Dude. can do food. I had no recipe. I just freestyled it, and it was great. Oh, Butcher Box sent me a bunch of meat. Rachel, yeah, get that bunch of Yeah, we got it yeah, in there. good stuff. Sent me a pot roast. Typically, pot roast bores the shit out of me. I was going to make it the old. I mean, I like it. Eh, it it's I, not an exciting dish, yeah, it's not but exciting. it's a comforting dish. Yeah. I like roast beef. Like, I like good roast beef, but pot roast kind of bores me. So I took that pot roast, and I uh, I seared it off in a little bit of oil in a frying pan, about two, two or three minutes yeah, each right. side. Real hard sear. Get a little... Get a little uh, char, a little flavor on that thing. Then I chopped it up in about uh, two inch by two inch cubes. Threw it in my Dutch oven. Medium heat. I threw in a couple of beers. Threw in some Corona. Okay. And uh, then I uh, I uh, roasted off some garlic, onions, and green chilies, and chipotle peppers. Roasted all that shit off, and then uh, pureed it, and then threw that into the pot. So I got my... I got my big chunks of beef. I got some liquid. It could be beer. It could be water. It could be uh, uh, beef stock, whatever you want. You pureed all the vegetables. And then I pureed all the uh, the garlic and onions and peppers and everything and threw that in there and just let that shit simmer for like six hours. And you got to keep putting liquid not, not in. Not crock pot. Just kind of. Cr- I'm not a fan of the crock pot. In theory, it's for simpletons like myself. It's fine, but it never cooks the food very well. Like it's just, it always just kind of turns into mush, and I don't like that. So this is the same concept, but you're using a real, doing some real cooking here. So throw all that shit in there, season it however you want. I threw in some lime juice, I threw in uh, salt and pepper, I uh, threw in some cumin, 
But uh, yeah, and then uh, the liquid, you don't want to boil the shit in the liquid. You want to braise it. So enough liquid to where uh, it's about half of the meat is sticking up above the surface. So a couple of cups of beer, water, beef stock, whatever you want. Uh, with those big chunks of beef, uh, puree up some. You can throw them in whole if you want, but I just decided to puree uh, the roasted garlic, onions, and peppers. Threw that in there. A little cumin, a little salt and pepper, some lime juice, and then you just put it on, uh, let it simmer, uh, medium to medium low, mm-hmm. or medium low to low, uh, about six hours. About every 30 minutes, you come fuck with it. Make sure that, you know, if you need to fill up the liquid, you can. And, uh, man, and then by the end of it, I didn't even have to shred it or anything. I just kind of beat down with my wooden spoon. Yeah. Shit just so tender, just fell apart, and I made fucking hard shell tacos. I made Love a hard barbacoa. Taco. I made some homemade guac. So I got the, got the hard Man. shell tacos. I put the barbacoa at the bottom, a little bit of sour cream, a little guac, and I got the good white Monterey Jack cheese. Oh, like they have in the gringo Mexican restaurants back home. Are you messing with the cotilla oh, cheese man. ever? I, I like that too, but I just was in the mood for the old school white shredded yeah. Monterey Jack. And oh boy, that this does, shit was good. That does sound fantastic. Yeah. Threw in a little, uh, at halfway point, I threw in some oranges. I uh, I did the limes and the oranges, just sque- cut them in half, squeezed the juice in, and then I just threw the halves of oranges and limes in there. Just let that kind of hang out. But, uh, yeah, just have some fun. Just get you a chuck roast, uh, anything you'd use as a pot roast, and uh, sear it off first, chop that shit up, and then braise it in some liquid for five or six hours, whatever spices you want. And, oh, boy, it was a good time. So there's your, uh, there's your damn recipe. Barbacoa. Oh, I like that move. Comic of the Week, Chad Daniels, you mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Got a new album coming out, uh, I believe, Friday. Dad Chaniels. Let's see here. What's today? The 9th? <clears throat> I thought it came out already. No, it comes out Friday, April 12th. Dad Chaniels. Probably his, got to be his fourth or fifth album. That dude's been funny. I met that dude in like 2000 or something. Just consistent, and that was like, just funny oh, shit. That's when those guys like, why aren't you... On the level. <clears throat> well, it's also one of those guys of like, if you're trying to explain stand-up comedy to, so, to an alien who doesn't know, like, that's, that's stand-up right there. What that guy's doing, yeah. he's really good at it. That's stand-up comedy. Go watch him. Just one of those classic stand-ups. But like, like you see the guys that did get like of that category of, you know, the straight white American dudes that got the move along mm-hmm. to the upper levels, like... And Chad should have been one of those yeah. guys, man. Where's he for from? Twenty he years, from Minneapolis, Minneapolis or Minnesota, at least somewhere yeah. around there. Based out of New York now, or is he still? Out I there? think he's still just up there. Huh. And, but yeah, man, I met him like when I first started, and I was like, oh, this dude. When you see like good comedy when you first start, not just like oh, everybody else is laughing, so I guess this guy is good. Yeah. No, everybody else is laughing, and you're like, God damn, that's funny. Like this is a real, this is a legit thing I'm doing. This is a legit thing, and that guy, like, the jokes are quick and well-written, but Mm -hmm. just funny, funny. Ooh. All right. Anything to plug? What do you got coming up? What's what's today? Today is the 9th. 9th? April 9th. Is Mm -hmm. uh, Those Who Can't still on the air? Uh, I think the season ended, but you can get it all on Hulu, maybe. We haven't talked enough about that. You're currently Mm -hmm. on a TV show, and we always forget to talk about it. Those Who Can't, it's it's out there. Get it. I saw the episode. Bother, uh, bother uh, True TV to bring it back. I saw the episode a couple of weeks ago uh, with Clint Howard. That was fun. Oh, yeah, man. You we were all running around, around the woods. Yeah, the Halloween sort of one. That was good. 
Uh, what shows you got coming up? Uh, a couple weeks, I'll be in Salt Lake City. Wise guys. Salt Lake City. Yeah. And then Eugene, Oregon, Bend, and Tacoma. Just go to the website. Go to the website. <laughs> Uh, I got some dates coming up in May. I won't give specifics, but uh, coming to Atlanta, coming to Chattanooga, coming to Charlotte, coming to Tallahassee, Pensacola, Orlando, maybe Nashville, maybe Knoxville, maybe Johnson City, Tennessee. Oh, people love hearing maybes. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm flattered when I post my tour dates and people get pissed that I haven't come to their city yet. I'm fl- I appreciate that. Rest assured, I'm trying. I'm trying, damn it. I'm trying to get there. So, But yeah, in May, I'll be all over the Southeast. So stay tuned for those dates. Yeah, man. Anything else? You feeling good? I feel great. Back on track? I feel good. I got baby hummingbirds. Yeah. I got some bike rides in. It's good to have the old Kyle back. I just, just I just need a couple days. Uh-huh. You go on the road too much, you get out of you get out of sorts, you get out of step. I understand. I like being home. I like doing my stuff. I like uh, Southern California when it's not a thousand degrees and on fire. Mm-hmm. And so I got a few more weeks of that to enjoy. <coughs> well, uh, that's good. Yeah, buddy. All, all right. right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Holler at your boys. Put her down. The Boogie Monster. Network.